Welcome to the Digital Marketing Insights Podcast, brought to you by Brightside Digital. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm delighted to bring Andrew onto this episode. Andrew is a director of digital, social and content. Andrew, welcome to the show. Hi, Tom. Thanks for inviting me on. Oh, you're very welcome. Andrew, we always start off the same. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm from a bit of a, a different background, I suppose, to, to a lot of people in, in advertising and marketing, Tom. Um, I started off at, as a town planner, so a four-year degree in, in town planning and began working in an architecture company after college. And um, when I went in there, I was kind of put to work doing a lot of kind of destination branding projects and given different areas in Ireland, UK, uh, Czech Republic to kind of brand in a way and, and try to sell to an investors really. And um, so I kind of did that for two years. Um, and then my boss in there set up herself. Um, actually, the company went bust. It was headline news and RTE at the time was Ireland's lar- largest architecture company kind of went to the wall. So my boss at the time set up herself. And I went with her and we kind of started um, putting together bids for Dublin. So we put together a bid for Dublin to be world design capital. So in a way, it was a really big project, it took about six, six, eight months. Um, and we were marketing Dublin, I suppose, when it was at a really low ebb and trying to say how great it was at design. And, you know, you, there's a lot kind of bubbling beneath the surface. And once you scratch it, there's, there's so much going on. So it was kind of really, really selling Dublin. Um, and then I kind of realized that I, I kind of really like marketing and advertising without even really realizing what, what it entailed at the time. So I kind of made a play to try and try and get into the industry. And, and one of the things that I, I came up with was I, I wrote a book um, called The, the 80s Kid. Um, I got a, got a publisher to, to come on board. And as part of the agreement with that, they allowed me to market and advertise the book myself. Um, so I wanted to do that through through social media. At the time, 10, 11 years ago, there was hardly even paid ads, I think, on, on Facebook at the time. Um, a, lot, a lot of even some networks weren't even around. So um, as, as part of that, I, I, I advertised the book through, through social in, in different countries, Australia, America, uh, very much going after the Irish diaspora. Um, and I, I did quite well and, and sold quite a, quite a number of copies. Um, so on the back of that, then it allowed me then to go and talk to different advertising agencies who at the time, I suppose, were trying to figure out their so- social media offering, um, their social and digital offering, because a lot of brands, I suppose, were approaching them going, you know, should we set up a Facebook page? That's how early it was. Or what should we be doing on Twitter and Instagram? And um, so I kind of got, got involved um, quite early in, I suppose, when brands were dipping their toe in the water and social. And I, I got, um, got, got to work with Cybercom, who have now turned into Huskies. So when I went in there, I went in as a, as a community manager at the time and I kind of rose up over, over two years to, to head of social content, working on lots of great brands. So Guinness Western Europe, AIB, Falcha Ireland, Vodafone, Coca-Cola. And again, it was very early stage for a lot of those brands in social. So, um, so again, just trying to figure out you know, their, their social strategy, what they should be doing. At the time, a lot of their communications on, on digital and social was very much separate it was kind of tacked on so how could we make it as core part of their their marketing function was a big thing we had to figure out then on on the back of that and mccann dublin got in touch mccann were quite a traditional agency you know tv press radio and they wanted to i suppose evolve and have a digital and social offering so they they approached me to come in and and, and build a team there um, and then over over a couple of years built a team to eight people of social specialists reporting and um, um, analysts i suppose 
and paid social side of it as well. And we picked up a lot of business in, in Ireland and the UK, like Ulster Bank and Hunky Dories and Safe Food and Tabasco in the UK and Blue Dragon and Patax. And then after that, uh, TBWA got in touch to kind of go and do the, the same thing, really. So T- TBWA, again, where, you know, they, they probably didn't have a, a huge digital social and content offering. So it was to come in and, and build a team there. Um, and that, that's kind of what, what I've done over the past five years. T- team team of nine now, again, community managers, um, contents, content uh, specialists, people who are involved in kind of SEO, working for lots of different brands like Jemison, Super Value, Burger King, Leia Healthcare, National Dairy Council. So that's a very probably long, long-winded um, answer to your, your first question, Tom. No, and you, you've just had a career and it's been like, I think for everyone listening, it just shows how knowledgeable you will be in so many aspects. Would you still see social as your main strength in digital, Andrew? It, it would yeah it would i'm probably most comfortable i'd say in the in this in the social and content space and um, that that's absolutely where, where i started from but i suppose as time has gone on there's a lot more brands kind of approaching us now for a more kind of holistic offering beyond just social and content so there's you know the, the, we've we've added lots of kind of different areas i suppose to our, our level of service and our level of expertise and um, myself and the team so there's a, a huge part of um, of our work now involves kind of influencer marketing. Let's say um, a huge part of it involves kind of PPC, search, and 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 those kind of elements that have been added in. But yeah, if you were to if you were to say what's the area you're most comfortable in, it, it absolutely would be the, the social and content space, I suppose. Brilliant. And is there any kind of campaigns that you're really proud of or content wise that you thought that you were largely part of or came up with the concept or the idea that? you want to talk about yeah th- th- there's a couple um i suppose one in recent mind was uh, super value christmas you might have seen um how, how will how will dermid return to santa and um, i think it was quite quite widely shown around around christmas time so we recently won a, a spider a digital award for for best in storytelling there so um that that launched on social it, you, you may have seen it tom yeah you? i did yeah yeah and yeah fantastic campaign I, it was what it was like up there with one of the most popular campaigns at christmas so it was yeah it's a huge campaign. yeah it was, it was quite quite a good one to work on from from the outset i suppose we start planning that last summer and and again you know sometimes social it can be kind of deprioritized and it's oh, what can we do on social after the the fact of the the main ideas in place or the, the tv ad is in place how can we roll out social but what we try to do at TBWA is, is, is something a little bit different. We're, we're kind of involved from the outset and we're kind of planning what that full story will be, 360, not just what the, the TV ad will be. So um, we had a huge kind of con- social and content rollout for that, um, whereby, you know, we were, um, we, we did lots of things. We created lots of kind of gifts uh, of Dermot in different scenarios and different situations. We even set up a, a phone line um, in Lapland, that That's people right. could yes. ring and 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 talk to Santa and tell them if they've seen Dermot, and we'd about seven hundred different kids all around the country saying that they'd seen Dermot in their back garden in Bunclody or or uh, Dermot down in in their schoolyard in, in Wexford. So we kind of created lots of additional kind of content around that, and I suppose tried to tell that elongated story beyond just the TVC. So a large part of what we do is that um, kind of full campaign 360 social digital piece, but but also we, we have a lot of dedicated uh, social and content clients only. So so Burger King will be an example of that where we, we do their always on. And when we, we throw in some 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 bigger ideas in there, we helped to launch their, their new app last year. And um, so we've kind of got that that mix of that always on content calendar based social and um, where we throw in a few bigger ideas each month. 
plus we've got the the other side of it which is the the big campaigns where you're coming up with the tv press radio out of home and, and social is you know a big element of that as well that's kind of the two sides let's say of the of the business brilliant and so there's a couple areas i'd love to break down and get a little bit more insight into so your content calendar as it is so you would have this kind of ongoing kind of small engagement touch points that you work on and you come up with the content ideas whether they're factual or you know a a new product or range or something and then how do you go about something like the super value ad that has a huge storytelling like i'm guessing you kicked around several different ideas before you came up with dermot and and how do you go about doing that process yeah well i suppose the always on process for the for the content calendar side of things it's 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 a really important piece um for for most brands that we work on uh, we try to do them and, and send them through maybe three weeks in advance of, of of go live but but that meeting three weeks in advance of, of go live or even before that it's really important to get the monthly priorities for the brand you're working from or, or from the the brand team so what do they want to talk about in the next one what's going to be really important to their business or, or their organization um, and also what's going to be important in two and three months time so you can do a bit of advanced planning so that kind of core kickoff for the following month is is really really important um, and at that meeting we would bring in kind of performance learnings and analysis of you know the previous month what's what's worked what, what hasn't worked we look at the latest kind of innovations and you know content formats even that are being introduced by by meta or by by, by Twitter or whatever else that we bring to the table. So we bring a lot of kind of different things uh, to that meeting. And it's a bit of a, 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 a meeting where there's the media agency potentially, who we work with a lot of media agencies, there's ourselves and, and the brand team. And, and that's kind of the, the basis for which we develop the content calendar for that following month. And um, so that's kind of the always on side of it. But then for the, the big campaign, like Super Value Christmas and, and Dermot, um, that, that, as I said, that started off last summer. It started off with us going in with a, a three or four different options for what the overall uh, big idea was. And, and the big idea was, you know, how will, how will Derma get back to Santa is the one we landed on. And once that was landed upon, um, it was myself and, and the team would work with the creative team um, in the agency. So an art director and a copywriter just to kind of go, right, what can we do beyond just that? It was actually a 90 second ad that we be uh, for, for Super Value Central for TV. But what are the other stories that can fall from that? What are the interesting things that's going to drive a bit of engagement on social? What's going to drive that bit more brand love, I suppose? Can we come up with some interactive elements where we're polling people on what Dermot's name should be? So there's loads of kind of other elements that, that would fall from that overall, I suppose, core idea or brand story. That's how we go about it. Brilliant. And yeah, like I just think anyone listening, um, especially recently, that that particular ad is probably the most iconic from the Christmas just gone in Ireland. So, how when you create something so cultural and viral in the moment, how do you then capitalize on that? What what metrics were you looking for out of it um, for kind of super value? How how does that work? Yeah, I suppose the big thing, we're, we're lucky with Super Value and Centra. We, we actually do community management. So we're the voice of, of, of Super Value and, and Centra, part of Musgrave's group, um, from nine in the morning till, till nine in the evening, Monday to Friday. And we, we do community management 10 to, to six on a Saturday as well. So that gave us a huge, actually, advantage uh, in this case because we knew once we launched the, 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 the 90 second on social a couple of days before it launched on TV, 
uh, we knew it was going to generate quite a quite a bit of buzz and, and quite a bit of sharing and a lot of kind of commentary so it allowed us actually being in charge of the community management side of it to, to really engage directly and have a lot of gifts lined up that we could respond and be quite clever with um, and lots of dear puns lined up as well to, to have a bit of fun um, around it um, so that was that was a really kind of big advantage but but in terms of a, of a key metric for us it was all about engagement really and it's one of those lovely ones because you know in social sometimes we get hammered you know what is my return on investment yeah that wasn't the question the client was asking here um, and you know absolutely there's lots of brands that we work on where it is all about return on investment and how many clicks are you drive and what's it doing for me and we, we have a whole host of, of of that kind of heavy heavy duty social i suppose um but but with this one super value it was all about brand love engagement um being kind of louder in conversation than any of our key competitors um, at that time, who also, you know, invest quite a bit into their into their media spend around Christmas and into their digital and social spend um, as well. So it was just a case of of being the biggest, being the loudest, and and being the most engaging and having a bit of fun. That was kind of the, the brief to us, which is always the dream brief um, when it comes to something like that. Yeah. And yeah, to, to wrap up on that side of things, I, I suppose the ad is quite emotional at the end when when the reindeer does take off that I can imagine it balanced between a good marketing campaign and really emotive as well. So I can imagine the engagement was through the roof when, when it first aired and it, it probably took all the best slots on Irish TV on Saturdays <laughs> and Sundays, and I'm guessing as well, did it? It did, it did. And, and actually we... we... We, we ran it during obviously the Late Late Toy Show is such a massive cultural moment for, for anyone here in Ireland. And, yeah. you know, it can be quite expensive to, to run ads during that time slot. And there was a couple of other kind of big TV programs around Christmas time. So what we what we did again, and we're lucky because we were, we we're in charge of the community management side and responding as super value. So we had some some live commentary during the Late Late Toy Show where we were, were having a bit of fun with deer puns and we're jumping on the Late Late Toy Show hashtag because that's where people are, you know, dual screening, watching the Late Late, seeing what people are saying. So we were able to kind of insert ourselves into into different kind of conversations, but done in the right way without being intruding with the big brand hammer. And um, we were able to kind of do that as well. So that gave us a give us everything kind of a, a huge lift um, around Christmas time as well. And that, that extra piece is, I suppose, super value kind of really appreciated as well. Brilliant. It's, it's, it's really nice to hear someone that's clearly at the top of their game and, and how they operate as well. I'm sure a lot of people hearing this would love to hear more from you, Andrew. Away from the actual creating content side of things, is there any softwares or anything you use to enhance your role socially? Yeah, um, we've kind of experimented with a lot of um, a lot of social kind of tools for for publishing and for measurement and different things over the years. Um, so you have everything from I suppose Falcon Social, Sprout Social. Um, in a lot of cases, when we're doing, we do a lot of paid social ourselves in house. We, we would actually just use the the platform. So we'd use Ads Manager essentially on, on Facebook or for Facebook and kind of Instagram or Business Manager. Um, we would do it you know, natively in a lot of cases. We use Digimind um, for, for some of our clients as well because um, it's quite easy to kind of step in and, and tag when you're doing community management. Yeah. Um, so, and there's quite quite a good few measurement tools on that as well. Um, obviously, sentiment analysis is in there, but I think everyone has, is, is at, anyone who works in social and content is always at pains to say the, uh, the sentiment tool is probably not the most accurate because it's kind of based on a lot of different words. But um, we, yeah. we do use that in some instances. But the one that we, yeah, the one that we probably use most, I would say, is, is Digimind. And, it, you know, we, we do find it quite useful, particularly for that community management side of things. 
Yeah, I, I actually the the sentiment score. I wasn't a big fan in a, in a previous uh, role of mine. I just always had to try and hide it from the 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 boards, just because people would write negative things that might not anything to do with your content or stuff. It's just how they use social media to to make a complaint. So it could be from a completely different department. And I found those kind of queries and stuff would always pop up on your sentiment score and it make, <laughs> yeah. you know a lot of your work impacted when you know you're, you're kind of like i'm sorry but this is you know they're treating me like customer service it's not necessarily <laughs> my content that's uh that's delivering this but yeah that's that's a really good advice there and is there anywhere you're looking to upskill in the next let's say six to 12 months andrew Anyone in digital and social, I suppose, has to be constantly upskilling. I know that's such a, a weird answer there, but yeah, it kind of, yeah, I suppose it's kind of, um, I suppose that most evenings are, are probably spent upskilling in certain ways. It's trying to, trying to keep on top of things. I suppose the big thing, I suppose, you have to be, I think, if, if you want to want to do okay in the digital and social and content space is to be a little bit kind of restless Um Andrew, to stay on top of things in such a fast moving space, is there any resources or any particular habits that you do that keeps you up to date on what's happening? Yeah, I think that's that's a really good question. I think it's 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 just the most important thing. Uh, things move on so fast. I think sometimes I, I take two weeks annual leave and I come back and I try and switch off and I've, I've missed something. I've missed the latest release of the ad formats on TikTok or, or something else. So it, it's that constantly, constantly upskilling, constantly Kind of trying to stay on top of things one, one thing i try and do most mornings um, and i know sometimes it's it's hard because you, you have to get stuck into your emails but um i try and take a half an hour and just kind of catch up on on the latest latest news from kind of lots of different sources TechCrunch, you know being, being being an obvious one i have a lot of subscriptions there that i that kind of pop into my, my my inbox as well so i do try and take that half an hour first thing it doesn't always happen sometimes it's the end of the day um it's it certainly in my in, in my younger days when I was trying to figure out things. It, it was it was most evenings I, I would say, trying to trying to get on top and trying to understand you know what PPC was back in the day or or what the what the latest kind of um, latest releases are around search. Um, so um, it, it's just that that constant. I, I'd say I know it's quite quite sad and my, my partner would kill me for saying this, but it's probably never take never really switching off um, fully for for longer than a couple of days. It's it's just kind of seeing what 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 the, the thought leaders that I follow on LinkedIn are saying about the latest thing. It's 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 trying to just stay stay on top of things. It's being that little bit, little bit restless, kind of not not really settling and thinking you know it all. It's it's you never do. I, I you know if if I get to, um, if I get to ever say that I, I know it all, I, I'll have absolutely failed because there's just every day every day there's just something new released from some platform or, or some way of thinking or, or some new strategy or some new way of approaching strategy or research has come out. Um, yeah, yeah, and you, you you've hit a nail on the head. Yeah, you, you can't be restless, and as soon as you think you've mastered one platform, there's another one that comes along. You know, so it never even minds mastering one or. or, or being up to date with something but looking at the digital industry as a whole andrew is there anything that really excites you that is potentially coming in maybe specifically to social in the future well there's loads loads um 
I think TikTok for sure. Well, TikTok, the evolution of TikTok and the ad formats that they're going to introduce, I think that's going to be, I'm not going to say it's going to make or, make or break things for them because they're on such a massive run at things. But um, we work quite closely with TikTok and there are some really cool innovative formats going down the tracks that, you know, may affect people's use of TikTok because, you know, they have to obviously drive, drive lots of revenue there. But, you know, we're, you know, every, everything we do at the moment seems to involve some element of what are we going to do on TikTok. So I'm excited about that. Then I suppose you can't can't not mention the the metaverse. You know, it is the the next iteration of things. I'm as as excited as I'm as scared as I am as excited about it. You know, it's coming. Um, it, it kind of will blur the lines for sure for that next generation. I think between between reality and and and, and virtual. Um, and it, I suppose it thing that we're trying to do and, and we like we give lots of presentations around this and we could probably talk another probably error on this one tom um it's you know i think people have to just um realize that it's 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 a place you know it's it's not a it's not a it's not a network it's not anything else it's, it's a place for people to go and, and hang out and people a lot of people will be hanging <laughs> yeah. out there doing lots of different things um, a lot of really positive things can come with i think a, a lot of negative things can come as well there's there's so many there's as much probably more negativity um towards and the potential of it than, than positive but there's there's lots lots there for food for thought and i think all will become a lot clearer on it um as as people start to understand it a bit more as people start to realize what it is because there's so much of it right now up in the air and brands have started to dip their toe in the water and different things and, and clever ways you'd imagine but it's just that that blurred lines between the blurred lines between the real world and the vir virtual world is, is is the next big thing I would say that we will have um, that we will have coming to us and that we'll have to deliver upon I suppose in the next five years like you just look at McDonald's even buying the are kind of copywriting you know, 10 different elements of in, in the metaverse and I think their hope is that you will go into a, a McDonald's in the metaverse and, and place an order and then that yeah. order will actually be delivered to your door where you're living so again those blurred lines more and more of that will Will happen i think over over time yeah and I, like m my counter argument always for people that are reluctant to the metaverse is if people have had their mobile phones for the last 20 years and you know the average habit of people on their phones is like four or five hours nowadays a day um it's something ridiculous um that is the metaverse you know just because it's not necessarily people putting on headsets or you know being plugged in like matrix style side of things that what it's it's picking up a formerly a game boy or a you know playstation and it and everyone will always be reluctant to innovation and technology you know there was people that said you know cars weren't going to take off and it was always going to be horses or the internet was bad and you can go down in history but i i think facebook made a big play rebranding to meta and we're only going to see i I think we have to embrace it, understand it. As marketers, we need to know how to optimize for it. But the opportunity is there and the loyalty. And I, I'm really excited about Web3. It's, it's going to bring communication between business and consumer a lot closer. And that can only ever be a good thing. Yeah, I, I'm absolutely excited. It's, I think there's a lot of... A lot of kind of naysayers out there, but it, like this is coming, and I think it's it's a, it's a case we're gonna we're gonna have to deal with. It. As you said, it, people are already there. You kind of you look at the gaming industry. You know, I would classify a lot of you know people who are gaming right now. You know, absolutely in in the metaverse or in a, in a version of it. So it's here, and it's just gonna get bigger. Yeah.
And lastly, Andrew, we always end the show on the same note, which is uh, if if you could bottle up one personality trait that you have and pass it on to others, what would it be? Um, I, I think this is probably a, a positive and a, and a negative, and it is. I think I've mentioned it before. It's just to be restless, I suppose. I, I think you, you kind of have to be. Um, you're only as good as your your last digital digital and social strategy. You're only as good as your last piece of content for for a brand. I think if you kind of sit still and and, and say you're kind of happy with things, that that's when you absolutely start going going backwards. Um, I, I was on TikTok scrolling away the other, the other couple of weeks ago, and I, there was a round table with I think Tom Hanks, Martin Scorsese, Al Pacino, all the top actors, and they were all asked for. I think a quote or, or something that they they live by and and tom hanks had a good one i think it's a proverb maybe it's this too shall pass somebody you've come across that one before have, and yeah. he kind of his, his explanation is you know don't get too high because the the good days in, in social and content are great days and something you know goes inverted brackets viral or, or something that's that goes really really well for you and it's it's fantastic um, but there's absolutely low days as well, and I've had many of them. <laughs> I won't even give you examples, but but lots of them as well, where you know you invest quite a bit, or you you get a brand to invest, and it just doesn't work. Um, and they are very very low days. Um, but again, you know, not to quote Tom Hanks or, or some proverb from ages ago, this too shall pass. It's don't get too high, and don't get too low, uh, because you're you're only as good as your your last piece of content or your last strategy or your last ad format that you've maybe ran for. For a client yeah and our failures is what makes us and i think that's a really well answered question so fair play andrew honestly it's been an absolute pleasure for you to be on the podcast obviously we'll tag you out on linkedin and i'm sure anyone that's listening that would like to touch base with you will and yeah i just want to say first and foremost thank you so much for being on the show thank you very much tom it was a pleasure